like you now to meet the brightest star in show business. I'm Shay. I'm Allie. And this is She's Great in That. A podcast about ladies and the movies they're great in. We took a little break because we needed a little R&R. I was kind of working so it wasn't really R&R. But we're back. It's a new month and we're diving into a new decade of Michelle. Kind of like down the slope of the roller coaster. The the roller coaster we mentioned in our last episode. Exactly. Um... Uh, And we, while we were doing our, um, weeks of working, we were, we weren't even relaxing. We were working. We were working. We were working our cute butts off. Yeah. Um, while we were working, we were so, we had so much fun hosting a guest round at Movie Trivia Night. Yeah. And if you are joining us because we were so amazing and cute and funny and good at talking about films... On that guest round. Welcome. Welcome. You're in for a fucking treat. Oh. They don't even know. They don't know. I didn't know. I didn't until, know. Until it was happening. And I was just kind of like, like with these movies. And I was just like, oh, these are all, they're all happening. I was so excited for these movies. And I wonder if I like hyped it up too much in my own brain. I was excited for two of them. I was yeah. like not excited for a third Yes. One. So let's get started. Let's jump right in. So um, we're doing three films, 2000, 2001, 2002, and then we're going to kind of dive back into our like regular three to five window. Yeah. Um, but the films of, of the week are the 2000 What Lies Beneath, 2001's I Am Sam, and then 2002's White Oleander. All very much like Michelle vehicles. She is Oof. in the movies. Yeah. She's big. She's a big deal lady Oof. being in these movies. Good lord. Uh, Good so lord. let's start with What Lies Beneath. I'd never seen this before. I'd never seen this before either. And the thing is with like Robert Zemeckis is that like I've never, I've never been bored with the films that I've seen. Like, even the Polar Express is, like, so, like, nightmarish. Yeah. That you can't look away. And I did watch Marwin, and that Ooh. was, like, insane. Ooh. Why would you do that to yourself? I was so curious, because, like, this is insane. And then it was, like, you know, with surprisingly, like, heartfelt moments, and I, like, understood it. I don't love Steve Carell as a dramatic actor. Yeah, not um, me Because I think he thinks he's a bit... He thinks he thinks he's like a character actor, and yes. that's not his bag. No, um, but like the girls were very good in it, even I, though they were like sexified dolls. Yeah, I mean, I have like zero interest in that movie. So thank you for doing your service and seeing it for us. Oh yeah, I learned how to torrent just for that. Do you remember Popcorn Time? It was a remember? website, right? It was an app, and it was so legit looking. But it was just, like, a fancy way to torrent movies. And I would watch it. I used it all the time in college. And I was like, I can watch anything. This is the greatest. And it was like, I did not know it was, like, illegal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robert Zemeckis, to me, is, is you know that line from, I think it's 10 Things I Hate About You, when it's like, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? To me, Robert Zemeckis, especially his later work, is the definition of whelmed. Where I'm just kind of like, yep. Like, he's still got, like, 
something that a lot of these people kind of emerging on the scene like Wish. don't have. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's still something. And I'm also always very fascinated at the way that he decides to move his camera. Yeah. Because it's always just, I mean, that's like the opening of, um, of like, I don't even like Back to the Future, but like, like the opening of Back to the Future with the clock ticking and just kind of like, we're kind of going through the room and kind of like setting the scene. Like the, his long takes are always so interesting and so forward and so confident. This movie was so fucking boring. I've never seen Back to the Future because the ride at Universal Studios scared me so much as a kid. I was on the back lot for some reason and I got to go on the ride for free and I like cried the whole time. Um, it's not. This was made in between Forrest Gump, Castaway, Contact. Like this kind of is in a sweet spot of like he did Death Becomes Her, Forrest Gump, Contact, then this and Castaway, um, then the Polar Express. Uh, and it just, it never happened. It just, like, doesn't pop. It doesn't pop. The ending is, like, really, so, premise, so, directed by Robert Zemeckis, screenplay by Clark Gregg, two first names, um, he did a lot of, he's in, he's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he, he's, yes, he's, um, Agent Coulson. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but he's that guy. Um, when I saw Black Widow, I spent the whole first 15 minutes being leaning over my friend being like, is he part of the Marvel? Is he Avenger? Because I had no context. And she was like, I haven't seen it either, so I don't know. That's so funny. I was very – I reader, I did not know. I didn't know, like, Jeremy Renner was part of it. And I was so confused. Anyway, okay, sorry. So Clark Gregg, that guy, Agent Coulson – wrote the movie um and it um you know here's the premise <laughs> michelle oh michelle viper harrison ford um also like harrison ford i think he had a dip like i think he looked really i think he looked really good and then this was a period of time where he just like hadn't really like hit his like he wasn't making, like Fox putting days. out like and and like kind of not putting out like bang. Well, I don't know. Was he was he putting out bangers around this time? I like two thousand. Really think he was. Let's I think this was kind of like kind of like a weird like weird spot in his career. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Yeah, nineteen ninety eight to two thousand fourteen. Uh, six days, seven nights, random hearts, K nineteen, the Widowmaker. Hollywood Homicide, Firewall, Extraordinary Measures. Mm, I don't know any so, of those. So, yeah. Yep. And then the one exception was What Lies Beneath, which grossed over $155 million and $291 million worldwide. Talk about, like, stars and a director that has, like, proven time and time again that he's got the goods. Yeah. I mean, he made Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is the best movie. Great, one of the greatest movies of all The time. greatest movie, what, the greatest and, movies of all time. And Death Becomes Her, death like, becomes her, camp masterpiece. Like, Bruce Willis is, like, only good performance. As, yes. At, other yes. than, like, the Shyamalans. Um, so, so, Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford live in Vermont, and he's a scientist, professor, she used to play cello, and, like, she wears lots of beautiful white outfits. And their daughter goes to college and things kind of get weird and she's bored. And so she believes like weird shit's happening. So she's like, oh, my neighbor killed his wife. Then it's like, that shit happened. So you're like, all right, this woman's a little bit unstable. And then she starts 
feeling like there's a ghost in her house. Yeah. And then it turns out there is a ghost in her house. And Harrison Ford's involved. I don't do we like want to spoil it? I don't know. It's been out for it's, 21 years. It's a 21-year-old movie. Turns out she finds all this weird stuff like necklaces and letters and hair. Then she gets possessed by the spirit of this woman, Madison, who turns out was having an affair with Harrison Ford and her husband. And then he paralyzes her and tries to kill her because he's like, oh, you figured it out. I killed this student of mine because she was going to ruin my life. And then... They have a big, just like, blowout fucking, like, chase thing. Chasing through a beautiful he's house. He's like, basically, like... Um, Jason just like yeah. just won't won't die. fucking die, and the spirit of this girl like possesses her again. It's just like, uh, why? It was something where Ooh, I was, huh? I was so excited because like, oh, this is so my alley. Like ghosts, weird how creepy houses, mysterious lakes. Michelle Pfeiffer, paranoia, paranoia like evil husband that's obviously evil from the jump. Science. I was like, oh, I'm going to love this movie. And then I was kind of surprisingly bored. Because every scene, every scene is like a setup for, oh my goodness, hello, Mr. Man. Um, every scene is like a setup for like a scare. And yeah. so there's just like very like long takes to like build up tension. But that's literally the whole movie. There's nothing like... There's very little, like, sound, and it's just so quiet, and the takes are so long, and it's just, like, then your scares are not effective because you've had the same tone the entire time. Yeah. I just, and so then the end is as if this movie was doing, like, the end of Aliens, where, like, Ripley's in the fucking, like, suit, like, shooting down an alien and Mother Queen, and then she comes back, and, like, to me, that's, like, so much. Yeah. And so to have all this shit happening where he just won't fucking die and I almost was paralyzed and I almost drowned and all this shit is just like zero to a thousand in a way that was so unpleasant. Well, it also really bothered me that none of the supernatural stuff ended up being worth it. Yeah. I'm really just so tired. I'm so tired of movies where they do all this stuff and it doesn't have a payoff. Yeah. So... It was kind of like, he, Harrison Ford literally says, oh, I thought you knew about it, and then you were kept talking about a ghost, and so I thought maybe you were trying to scam me, and then it turns out you were actually, but I was like, oh, this whole ghost thing sort of helps her figure out the mystery, but yeah. like, doesn't. And there's so many just like, very like, red herrings all over the place. It's just such a mess. She's yeah. fine in this. She's fine. I'm really also Ford like, is fine and like obviously yeah. lying the entire time and like obviously sketchy and also too hot to be a scientist. Not not to drag like scientists, but he's just such a movie star yeah. man that like seeing him in glasses and like a book, I'm just kinda like, you don't shut up. Hey, Doing, who like, do you think I am? Crazy, like, oh, I do cell biology, like really insane. Sorry, don't mean to laugh at you, kid. Oh. Hi. What do you want? Did you like the movie? He didn't like the movie either. Mick didn't like the movie either. No, he was really, like, jumpy all over during the movie. Yeah. Um, it's bad vibes. I will say, like, I totally got in the beginning where, like, she, like, shows... Well, 
I'm really tired also of movies where it's like, my wife is crazy. She's yeah. hallucinating. Yeah. Something's wrong with my wife. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, Gaslight, Gatekeep, Girl Boss. Yeah. This movie has all three. And that is like a genre of like horror of just yeah, like a woman is. like being like gaslit into madness. Like that's totally like a thing. But. But then at the end it's like, oh, you were the, right the whole time. Exactly. And like the open setup is so, it's just like, this could be so many different things. Like. I was very much like, oh, is there really, like, no... At first, I was like, there's no neighbor. She's the neighbor, and she's, like, creating this, like, like is this all in her head? Like, it yeah. was just... And, uh, it was so much. The, like, whole domestic thriller part of, I think my husband's up to something, but he's so perfect. What could it be? That's really intriguing. Yeah. But then all the things were like, me and my friend Jody are having a seance, and, oh, I found a, a lock of hair. Like, kind of all the stuff that's... Vaguely haunted housey just doesn't work more for haunted me. house. Yeah, I want it to be one or the more, other. More, yeah. Yes, pick, pick, because then it just kind of like does like the neighborship just like doesn't matter. Doesn't matter point. at all. Like it's it's just so like mess and it's just so boring. Yeah. Like, I almost fell asleep several times. I think it, like, doesn't want to make you, like, believe that the husband is the bad guy. Yeah. And and, and in doing that, like, just loses so much, um, oomph. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, honestly, if anything was primed for, like, a remake. Oh my god, this would be such a good remake. This would be such a great remake. Who do you think they would, who do you think they would cast? Oh, it's like two different questions of like who they should cast and who they would cast. Oh, well, yeah. Who should they they're like, cast? Okay, so they're like older in their... They have a college-age daughter. College-age daughter. Oh, one thing I did actually really like is that they meet late in life. That kind of was like, oh, I could meet like a hot Harrison Ford scientist yeah. as my second husband. Yes. I would say... Mm, I was gonna say like a hawk, but hawk is too um sun. He's zany. Too yeah, he's too like um vibey and like yeah, he's chill. he's meaty. He can't he can't yeah. kind of be like um he could do it, but right. like he's not he's not the type for right. it. I feel like they would hire like a Jude Law. Oh yeah, they would hire a Jude Law or a Dempsey or a Dempsey, someone who's just Dempsey would be good, or like a Jackman. I just just I just don't like you, Jackman. I get that. Um. Oh my god, I'm trying to think of just like older babe, and I gotta go to my letterbox. Older babes, to see if it's older I know. Babes I'm googling like... actors, not actors. <laughs> <laughs> You could cast Jodie Foster, but I feel like they're the same age to me as Michelle. Yeah, like, they would be a little too old for this oh, yeah, to, like, exactly. work. My first thought was, like, oh, Amy Adams, and then I was like, we tried that with we Woman in the Window. We tried that, and it, like, it didn't go flopped. well. Oh, I would cast Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah, Natalie Portman. <laughs> Jeez, well, that's, that's Vox Lux. Um... I feel like Patrick Dempsey is a good, is a good, like, he's, I think he's fit. too pretty. Mm. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna vote Natalie Portman. That's my, I'm fine with that, because my lady brings it all the time. Because it's also like, oh, she's a classical, like, Clooney's too hot, Bruce Willis is too old. 
I, I, I like randomly, I randomly like clicked on like just a, a movie in my diary on Letterboxd and it was Master and Commander. I was like, oh, like a Paul Bettany, but not Paul Bettany. Oh. Paul Bettany's a little too young looking. He's a little too young He's, looking. Unless, because I think. You could do like Paul Bettany and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I just think that they're just a little too young, whereas like Harrison Ford is like older. Older. Right. Like, yeah, they're like, he has gray hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, they're supposed to be like, oh, this is the house we've retired in. Yeah. Mmm. I know, everyone's too old or. Yeah, I think, like, I was really excited to watch this because it's just such my cup of tea, and then I just didn't. Um, and there are so many movies in this genre, like Case 39, which I rewatched recently. What if you did like a DiCaprio? Okay, that I That would was, be very I interesting. Thinking, that would be like, very interesting. A DiCaprio Charlize. Yeah. She might be too, um. Power, like too, She's um, too, she, yeah, she's too like, she, she big dicks him mm-hmm. in vibes. But I feel like so many women big dick Leo in vibes. Oh, wait, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's too pretty, though. Brad, Brad Pitt's way too pretty. He's too pretty. Brad, Brad Pitt would, like, I never could believe that Brad Pitt would murder his student. Someone, like, almost like, who is, like, the link in between the two of them? Okay, no, what about, like, a Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. But I don't want to hear him do an American accent. That's Oh, like Colin that. Farrell! Oh. No. He, Colin Firth. Colin, no. No, Colin no, Farrell, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. I, I got my Colin, Colin except Farrell. for a second. Colin Farrell, but you let him be Irish. Yeah. I just firmly believe, at this point, we live in a society. Let people have accents. Let people have accents. Jesus. Like, just just let people have accents. Benicio Del Toro could be really sexy. Oh, my God. Because he doesn't have to be white. No. Look at us. Falling into oh, oh you know oh my god oh my god you know who would be so good Bradley Cooper so it's probably like oh my god honey like I know she wanted to ruin our lives and then all of a sudden he's like and he's like crying as crying, he's like doing it yeah like Brad oh Bradley Cooper I mean I don't think that's what he wants to do with his image no but no. like Bradley Cooper as like a psycho like killer perfect man. doctor like, husband yeah perfect professor husband bradley oh. cooper but he's so short that's the thing you'd have to and find... he also can be very very pretty right he and he has he'd that... have to like do like jackson you... main hair and no beard or something like that. Or, or oh oh wait not the same have... energy as a um as a harrison ford hugh dancy oh hugh dancy would be very good. I mean, we've seen him do it. Hashtag different vibes, animal. though. Totally yeah. different vibes. And for that, you would just have to kind of make him like a little like. Oh, Mads! If we were, if we were like, oh, it, Mads! We, we would it'd get be Mads. Mads. It would be Mads. It would be Mads. Because like, Mads should be in everything. Mads is very. They're not the same. He and Harrison Ford are not the same. Because Harrison Ford's a bit rougher on the edges, but Mads is like got so much confidence and can lie in a way that is so compelling and it would be very interesting to see him do something that's very high energy what about like mads and Catherine zeta jones oh my god i would love i would love to see that okay so hbo she'd be so good i would would love a zeta sans i i want a zeta sans 
during Halloween time, when I only watch scary movies for a whole month, which is not different than any other time. No, you're in it. I'm in it. I watched the remake of, I watched the, like, early aughts Haunting of Hill House movie. Yeah. With, which is really bad. But she had a missed career as a Scream Queen. I mean, it's a bad movie, but she could have. She'd be so she'd good be at it. Really like, good. What if, like, the wife was a horror film? Like, what What if? Like, ah, uh, that'd be so great. Like, older Scream Queens. That's a whole, I mean, tap in, girl. It's pro- I mean, listen, we're about to get 90, like, Ellen Burstyn is what? I don't like any of that. That is not of God. I don't like any of that. The Exorcist? I'm such an Exorcist girl. I'm very know, excited. That, that's, like, not something. To bring back? No. The TV show wasn't very good, but, um... Yeah. Listen, they did great for Halloween. They, did, they like, did Halloween very well, so I'm excited to see them do some nice... It's not a remake. It's a reboot. Ugh. Or we'll demons. See. Okay, we'll anyway. See. But the thing is, is that, like, people don't do demon stuff right because it's about creepy, like, god demon stuff well, and yes. not, like... The other stuff, like it's it's like it ha- make it about that, yeah, the devil, bitch. That's why for me, I have such issues with Conjuring Two and Conjuring Three because Conjuring One, the scares are someone is clapping and there's no one there, and my daughter is talking to someone who isn't there, and then Two and Three are like, "Hello, I'm a monster." Like, no, yeah. no, yeah, I agree. No, yeah, yeah. like. Because uh, I love, that's why I love Constantine. Like, we're just fully in yeah, it. Yeah, fully we're, in I it. Mean, different movie. It's I like finally an watched movie, but yeah. like, a demon film. Great film. movie. I watched something else recently that had a lot of stuff about oh, Keanu angels. Could, maybe if he's not a scientist, but like, Keanu could do something. Keanu like could do something if he was more just like bookish. You know, who also could be really good, Laura Linney. Oh. Oh my God. Yeah. She's I just like, love Laura she's Linney. like in that in between with like Dern, with like very expressive, like, yeah. Lady faces. Like, Dern would go too expressive. Dern would be the killer. She would, Dern, Laura Dern would be like, no, I killed, I killed her. I killed her, sweetie. Um. Oh, no, Kirsten Dunst. Okay, well, yes, just cast Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. (gasps) Hired. We did it. Why are we not? Why are we not running, like. Why are we not running this shit? Okay. Sorry, so, so we those have, are our thoughts. We have three versions of White Oleander that are, like, ready for production. Let's Just give us a call. Do- oh, I haven't, I didn't even think about my blonde bitches for, for that fucking movie. Oh, no, uh, what, uh, I mean, um, what lies beneath. What, what lies beneath. beneath. What lies beneath. All right, what's the next movie? Um, the next movie is 2001's I Am Sam. This is the second film that um, Michelle has done that's directed by a woman. We have one more coming up. Um... In possibly the next episode or the episode after. Um, this, I think this was directed, if I'm going up the dome, this was directed by the, one of the writers of The Story of Us, which we hated. Yes. So this is Jesse Nelson wrote and directed this movie. She does TV now, right? She Well, she wrote the Broadway adaptation of Waitress. Oh. I love Waitress. My, my friends... Uh, I spent $200 for the waitress opening with Sarah Okay, Palace. you know what? I realized I have seen Waitress on Broadway three times. 
And I'm going to go see it again when, when it comes back with Sarah Bareilles. I love Sarah Bareilles so fucking much. Um, we, she is so, I mean, obviously she's probably like living her best life. Oh, but yeah. she's so unappreciated. I feel like there, I have some friends who are just like very vocal on social media about how much they love Sarah Bareilles in a way where I'm like, oh, she's doing fine. And then it's like, when was the last time you heard a Sarah Bareilles song? Like Brave oh. was ages ago. That was like her last big hit. Why hasn't TikTok made Sarah Bareilles a thing again? I guess we'll have to do it. Yeah. We're too old for that. But we'll do um, it. We'll figure it out. Her daughter is Molly Gordon, who is in Booksmart, and uh, oh. all that, all that TV oh, heard is Jesse that. Wilson's daughter. Heard that. Yes. I have stories to tell you later. Um, um, oh, God. This movie. So, oh, God. So, I Am Sam, 2001... Starring Sean Penn, Dakota Fanning, Michelle Pfeiffer, with also cameos by Diane Weist and Laura Dern and Loretta Devine. Love Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine is is acting in this movie. Loretta Devine is such an amazing fucking actress because she brings the energy up yes. anywhere she pops up this, and it's always brilliant. The scenes that she's in in this movie, you're just kind of like... Oh, finally a real person's on camera. Like, oh, Jesus. Bro. So. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, so the, okay, so this is the, this is a very Oscar-y movie. This is, the premise of the film is that Sean Penn is a man with an intellectual disability. He has the mental, this is according to the film, like, the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. Sean Penn is is a fully, like, not... That's not... Sean Penn is not that. Yes. So he's playing that. Yeah. Um, And his daughter is Dakota Fanning, who's, like, a precocious seven-year-old. And the government is trying to take his daughter away and put her to foster care because they're like, this man has a disability. He attacked a child at a birthday party. He can't be a fit parent. And Michelle Pfeiffer is this like, I never lose badass lawyer lady. And she says, I'm going to do your case pro bono. After kind of being peer pressured. like Yeah. Good for your image. Yeah. Yeah. Good for your image kind of like thing. And so it's just about like them trying to make this happen. And the many steps and the many hijinks that come along. The biggest thing for me about this movie was, so I've I've never seen this movie for like several reasons and I was kind of not looking forward to watching it. I thought it was like a depressed fest. Like I thought this movie was like Philadelphia where you cry your eyes out and it's depressing and sad and it's like acting. It's so manipulative. It's so manipulative. Every single scene is a potential like Oscar clip and they like know that and they're just like going for it in that way where like it's kind of it's it's very gross because it's yeah. clearly kind of devo- and I do not like this sort of perspective and I don't think I mean uh, I mean things can be funny you know what I mean things can be light and humorous yeah but from but, a film like this, where you're trying to, like, gain prestige and notoriety for playing someone who's differently abled, it is very, like, weird that the humor is, like, isn't he a headache? Being like, oh, 
He, so he works at a Starbucks. Also, this is great PR for fucking Starbucks, sort of. Because oh. they're just like, wow, see, they hired Sam. So he works at Starbucks and he has a, like a group of friends who all are like differently abled in various different ways. Diane Weiss is his like reclusive neighbor who helps him. And it's a lot of things that are like, oh, Sam. Yeah. Like, he forgot to put the lid on the blender, and he was wearing a suit. Oh, God. Michelle Pfeiffer's just like, ah, He Sam. knows facts about the Beatles. Yeah. And there's just, like, a, a line she says that really just made me irked, where it was towards the end of the film, and she's like, I just think I got more out of this relationship than you did, as if it's this man's purpose to teach this hardened woman how to be a patient, kind person person mm-hmm. and and you know oh at the end of the day like we've all learned something we've all learned something and and I not just you will too and not just like oh this is a movie about a man trying to win his daughter back it's a lesson and and oh, we should all be a little bit more like Sam like every scene is like that like that, it's it's like what if Forrest Gump was just like on a thousand? Yes, just really, yeah. just try, like uh, Sean Penn can go to hell. He's going to hell. That's why his face is melting. It's like a pre, a pre like step before you go to hell. Like, yeah, it's it's just so, it's just so gross. Gross. It's like, so gross. The Michelle character is especially gross because. She's this caricature of a high-powered woman. Yeah. And essentially her flaw is that she works too much. Yeah. And she has this massive meltdown where she's screaming and crying about how she's a terrible mother and her son hates her and, and you know, she drives too fast and yells at people and demands things and, and like, is awful and, and bad. Like, there's this awful, like, monologue that she does at the end because, like, Sam is like, you're perfect, your life is together, like, da-da-da. And she's like, no, we're actually, like, basically, like, saying we're more alike than you think and my yep. life isn't perfect and I am not one of the beautiful people. I'm like, You're Dude, fucking Michelle Pfeiffer. You look like that. You are so rich, whatever. But also, like, he is literally going, like, the system was not made for people like Sam. No. And so for this movie to kind of, like, be like, wow, they're, they're, you know, coming of hands, like, we understand each other thing, it's just so false. Yeah. And so fucking gross. I think, Michelle, I was talking to Allie about this earlier before we saw an amazing movie in theaters that we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> like, it's very interesting I like to see Michelle in roles like this. Yeah. Someone who's very high status, someone who's very confident, like, and very not, like, pretending that she's not. Yeah. Like, obviously her life is falling apart and it's like, but, you know, we've seen so many movies where she's, like, a working class, like, woman. Yeah. And, like, what if she was just, like, cunt? Like. Yeah, she's, like, in fucking suits. Yeah. That are tailored. Her house is humongous. Her house is and also awesome. Awesome house. Not my style, but I would live there. Like, if I, like, if I was staying there for the night, I'd be like, oh. And she'd have, like, a robe for you, like, guest yeah. robes or some shit. Yes. Like, it's very, like, and she's, I mean, I think for actors, it's probably very easy to play a lawyer because it's all performance and stuff like that. And, you know, the drama is all there, the objection, your honor, like, the drama, like, it, like, the acting kind of just, like, writes itself and it's very meaty and it's very fun and you can do so many things with it. I mean, 
hell yeah. And we love to watch it. We love to watch that shit. That's why Law, Law and Order is... I said Law. Law and Order. Law and Order. Is like, such, is like a thing. Like, we love that shit. Uh, and the drama. I, w- I would love to just, like, see her in more roles like this. It was kind of refreshing. Like, this movie was torture, and it was, like, being dragged through glass for what felt like five hours. Yeah. I had to, like, watch part of it and then go to work, and then I finished it this morning. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh. Like, ugh. It also in a way where the music, it's like happy, buzzy music and... Yeah. And Starbucks sounding covers of Beatles songs. In a way where I was like, there's there's so many Beatles. The whole plot is like, the daughter's name is Lucy and he knows Beatle facts and he says metaphors about how, you know, there is like a really sick... There's a scene that's so uncomfortable where Sam is on the stand like testifying about why he wants custody and the other lawyer, Richard Schiff, just like abuse like rips into him and it's it's so gross to watch yeah and and in a way where it's uncomfortable to watch michelle it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to watch everybody in that scene and i think it's just manipulative perfect word um yeah go ahead go ahead like he uses a beatles reference like george harrison couldn't write this song by himself so then this person finished it and that's how i'm gonna raise my daughter and i'm just kind of like this is written by a writer people don't talk like this yeah this mo- there is, uh, I watched a lot of American Dad when I was uh, in, like, <laughs> middle school because I lived in Turkey, so, like, we only had, like, box sets of DV- like of shows or yeah. whatever, um, but that kind of continued when I, like, was in high school, and there is an episode where it's, like, a Bond episode, and Roger the alien is the villain, and his whole thing is that, like... His name is Tearjerker, and your whole the whole thing is like I'm going to make a movie that's so sad that you cry until you die. Yeah, and I'm gonna just like, cause like I, cause he was like a struggling actor or whatever, and the movie is like, oh, this boy, it's like World War Two, and he is, um, you know, he's differently abled, and he has a dog that has cancer, <laughs> and like all this shit. And it's just like, and he's like, and like, just the trailer, like, everybody's like crying and stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is literally like, yeah, it is the same fucking shit. It's the same shit. It's so awful. And it looks like dog shit. It's hideous. It's such an ugly movie. It looks like, okay, do you remember that movie True Confessions where, okay, it's, um, uh, it was a decom, and it's the even Stevens girl, Chrissy Carlson Romano, and ah! and Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, and Shia LaBeouf is the brother who's differently abled, and I think he's autistic, and she is like a wannabe mockumentary filmmaker, and this looks like the shitty mockumentary film style of a mid aughts. It looks movie. like the, it looks like the you wouldn't steal a DVD. Yeah, that's show. exactly what it looks like. Like. What the fuck? Of like really, really bad angles of like Dakota Johnson, Dakota Johnson, uh, Dakota Fanning, and Sean Penn like on a swing, and it's but it's and it's just like zooming around in like this slow mo way that is just so ugly. It's so gray and green and just like yeah, very. I mean, obviously, like at the time, a lot of films were like you know early digital like that, so yeah. like it makes a lot of sense. But it's just like what's the thought behind it? And, like, it's not something, like, and this is the only credit that I'll give, like, 
a lot of the actors, even Sean Penn, is that like they're so strong in their performance that you can that it comes through. Yeah. Um, be beyond the shitty camera work because I, like it's so awful. I would say that like they're all acting. They're all very good actors. Yeah. They're all acting well. But the issue is they're in, they are in a different movie. Yes. All of the actors are in the same movie. Yes. And but, then... But they're in a very serious film. Yes. And then this has, like, here is baby Dakota Fanning, like, crossing the highway to go see her dad. And we're going to show you this, like, six-minute sequence where she's constantly sneaking out of the house. And it's to, like, a shitty cover of a Beatles song. Yeah. It and, literally looks like, um... Um, Man on Fire. Yeah. But that's like a gritty, I mean, it's like Man on Fire does a thing where it's like, we're in Mexico, so it's gritty looking and yeah. like crazy looking. But like, why does this movie look like this? And then it's like, oh, oh, Sean Penn's walking lots of dogs. Yeah. It's so weird. I will say, Dakota Fanning is wonderful she's in this a, movie. She's a very good little actress. She's, she, I mean, like she, like I knew that she was like a thing at the time, but obviously I was like too young to really just kind of like understand like how good she was yeah and she's I'm, I'm sure she's still good I just I'm not I'm I, not caught up I texted my mom about this today and she was like everybody was buzzing about Dakota and like everyone basically else auditioned as a formality and I was like okay wow well that I'm gonna talk about therapy this week yeah um she's so yeah. like man on fire can I watch it at the beginning of the year wrecked me because her can't like Denzel and Dakota Fanning, yeah. like being best buds, yeah, is just it. Uh, I I have chills right now. She is so good. She she's just so like well beyond her years, and just like knows like to not just like say your line, but she's like thinking about what she's saying. She's just so like every line delivery that she had, I was like. Mm. Mm, like it just yeah. fucking killed me she's running laps around everybody in this fucking movie and then like if we if this was like the olympics she's got gold and she's well ahead of everybody and then loretta divine gets silver yep and laura dern and then laura dern cries gets, yes yeah. yes so i don't think laura dern gets bronze um i think michelle gets bronze honestly yeah i just think the issue with sean michelle- penn's been disqualified Sean Penn rots in hell. The issue with the Michelle character to me is like, why can't we just let a female be, a female lawyer be a strong, why does she have to have an issue? Yeah. Why does she have to, why can't she just care about Have a marriage that sucks? Because if it was a man, if it was a male lawyer, he would be the best lawyer in the city and he'd be played by Richard Gere and it would be someone who like has no issues whatsoever and this just makes him a good person. And this is like, she has a bad relationship with her son. Her marriage is falling apart. Her, she is an awful person. And yeah. it's just one of these, I'm like, I get it. It was 2001, you know, but also. It's like an, um, oh my God, what is that movie with Susan Sarandon? I think it's based off a John Grisham novel. And it's like a kid, like Witness is a Crime. Yeah. And it's not, it's not Witness. That's the Amish movie. Um, oh my god, what is it called? I, I cannot think of I'm thinking of a long time a spider, but that's not a John Grisham one. Um, a... I cannot continue with this thought until I look this up. As, maybe it's called The Client? 
yes, it's called a client, but like her whole thing is that like she can't have kids or oh, yeah. like she's estranged from her kids and that's why she cares about this kid and it's just like you don't need any of that. That's why like the director's cut of Aliens is lesser to me because they just add this whole like Ripley's daughter is dead yeah. like thing and I'm just like you don't need that. You Sometimes need people that. just care because it's the right thing to do. To be an yeah, empathetic person. Exactly. It's so People exhausting. People don't need to have... Especially women. That's not the goal. No. And it's also... That is an... That is... Only women characters, only female characters get that. Business-oriented, like, career-focused yeah. women. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is on Netflix if you wanted to watch that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you really, for some reason, want to. But it's also, like, I cried. That made me so mad. Yeah? I was just some manipulative things about just the way, you know, talking about being a good parent or being a good yeah. person. And I was like, oh, this is written to make me feel things. Yeah. I'm feeling the things, but I'm very conscious of the fact that I don't actually want to feel them. Yeah. That was like me crying several times during um, Dangerous Minds. I was like, this is not very, yeah. this is like bad, yeah, this exactly. is bad news, but like, everybody's so good in these performances. Like, Michelle fucked me up in that movie. Like, this movie and Dangerous Minds, they are... Dangerous Minds is a little less problematic, I think. It, a, a lot less, but I think, like, this could Same have very... This, that could have very easily been a prestige movie, and this yeah. could have not been a prestige movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck Sean Penn. Fuck Sean Penn. Fucking melting candle-ass face bitch. Just literally... Fuck him. Anyway... The next and final film is White Oleander, 2002, directed by Peter Kaminsky and written based on a book of the same name and written by a lady, Mary Agnes Donahue. She also wrote Beaches. Ooh, I've never seen... My mom just texted Ooh. me and she's like, have you seen Beaches? I, and I was love like, Beaches. No, and she's like, it's so great, but it's sad. And like, all caps, Sad. It's so sad. That's a whole period, like, genre of film, like, beaches, mermaids, mystic pizza that are yeah. kind of, like, girls, sad. Um, but I love, I love, I love, I love it. a weepy. Let's go. I, I need to watch it. I need to watch we it. We should watch something. beaches, maybe, for um, uh, the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I'll probably cry. Oh, oh like, it's, As we're recording it, it's just, like. It's, oh, it's just <laughs> such a fun, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's Bette Midler. That's so great. It's Bette Midler. Like, corny, corny lib woman, but like, uh, Oh, that reminds me, we definitely have to watch Stepford Wives. Which one? The Bette Midler one. Ha! <laughs> you already know. You, I mean, we, we can save, save that, that for, for Ni- like, Nicole. We should save that for Nicole, yeah. Oh, God, the way that we're going to be eating. I saw that movie in theaters and I distinctly remember just being like, Oh, this movie changed my life. Yeah. In ways I will not be able to process. Like the fact that every single person that didn't like it when it came out is an idiot. Is it fucking we idiot? We can't trust anybody no. because you guys are all idiots because you didn't like appreciate the separate vibes. Further proves that critics should not be men. Yeah. If critics we need diversity in the critics field. Especially straight men. Anyway. Uh so white oleander. Also an Oprah's Book Club book. Oh, fully. Fully an Oprah's book. I mean... Was this the first... This wasn't her first... No, the first book club was book was the book. under the under the 
Um, it's something that was turned into a movie. No, the first book club book was uh, the one we watched about the boy Ben is back. Oh, oh, deep oh, end of the ocean. De- deep end of the deep ocean. Of the, I was like under the ocean floor. <laughs> under the Tuscan Ocean. Oh. Down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass. Oh. <laughs> no, the first book club book was Deep End of the Sea. Uh, deep End of the Ocean. ocean. Whatever. Yeah. What a terrible title. Woo! Oof. So, premise of this movie. Oh, it stars obviously Michelle Pfeiffer, Allison Lohman, Renee Zellweger, Robin Robin Wright. At the and time, Robin Wright Penn. Fuck John she's, Penn. She's Robin Wright Penn, and I was just kind of like that's awkward. That's very awkward. So, premise of the film is that Michelle Pfeiffer is this artist, and she's, like, cool and, like, commie, and she's just, like, think for yourself. And at her daughter's Alison Lohman, and she's kind of, like, quiet, but also very pretty and, you know, very blonde. And um, Michelle Pfeiffer kills her boyfriend, Barry Colker, and then Astrid goes to foster care. Because Michelle Pfeiffer goes to prison. And she just moves to all these different, like, women, mother figures... And then Michelle Pfeiffer medals and then goes to jail. So this movie is insane. I, well, at first I thought I really wasn't, cause like I didn't know anything kind of, I went in super blind and I was like, if this is about to be like a whole movie where the whole point is that they are blonde with long hair, I'm going to hate this because I think that that is just so like, there's just something so gross about that. And it's just so weird about it. Yeah. Like, just the way that the, like, movies frame themselves around blonde women and how, like, they're so soft and delicate and angelic. It just feels so, like, weird. As a black woman, I'm just like, that's fucking weird. It's fucking creepy. Like, that's one of the reasons why like the virgin suicides mm. is like it's just so weird to me because yeah. like you're so obsessed with like this pale whiteness yes that is so fucking strange it's even more weird when like men do it and yeah. like maybe that but i mean i'm sure that's like a thing in the book also like michelle's character just read as like a flaming racist to me yes like fully and like everything that she said, I'm like, we could play, I could make a BuzzFeed quiz that was like, who said it? Mikkel, Michelle, Mikkel. <gasps> Mikhail Pfeiffer. Mikhail Pfeiffer. Um, Mi- Michelle Pfeiffer's, I almost did it again. Michelle Pfeiffer's character and like Oleander are like Charles Manson. <laughs> like she's just like saying nonsense the entire time, which is like great because like it, it's, so, she's just so fucking shitty yeah. And it's so good for her daughter to just kind of, like, realize, like, oh, fuck you. You're a bad parent and you should never have been a parent. But it's it's so complicated. I low-key loved this movie because it's so nuts. Yeah. It is a, like, Natalie Merchant song of a movie. Just they do not make them like they used to. Of everything's blue. Yeah. Everything is all the angles are, like, super, like, weird and high and, like, really close up. Like, it's just such an early, like, like early aughts movie. Yeah. It felt like I was watching 13. Yeah. Um, and it is, it, I think it's beautifully written. Like, there are some things, like, her, like, weird little intro and outro is so good with, like, her art. Mm-hmm. And Mich- the Michelle Pfeiffer character is truly, like, Charles Manson. That's such a good analogy. Yeah. Because it's, and the way that she's introduced it's kind of in that way where, you know how you have friends who are 
kind of like cool, like growing up and growing up, cool and free spirited. And you go to their house, and the mom is like, "You girls can eat whatever you want," and like, "I don't care," and like, yeah. da da da. And you're like, "Wow, that's so cool. It must be awesome living in this um, like cool artsy house." And my mom is cool, and she lets me and my friends like da da da. And then you're kind of thinking, "Oh." Who's the parent here? Yeah. And like, then you get, like, you you see something that you shouldn't see. Right. And you just get a full peek behind the curtain, and you're like, oh, okay, I see. I see. And the movie does such a good job where you're like, oh, this is so fun, this is so cool, she's an artist, da da And then you start to realize, like, huh, yeah. this woman's nuts. Also, why was her hair? She got sent... To maximum security prison. Yeah, and she had zero split ends. She had no split ends. Her hair was always, like, she just got out of a salon. Yes. Always. And she had makeup on. Like, Perfectly. Not like, I mean, you can wear makeup. Like, the girls no. do, but like. But this was, I mean, this was fresh a. Fresh face, no makeup, Exactly, makeup. exactly. She had dewy dewy skin, well-rested. No time had passed. A tan. And yeah. her, like, her highlights looked impeccable. Impeccable. I love this, like, super long flat iron look on Michelle. I think it is so chic. And it's very witchy. Very witchy. And I think she just looks really cool in this movie. But it's like, you are in maximum security prison. Yeah. You, like, and that's also such a weird, I mean, also, like, I mean, so much of the writing is about, like, oh, her beauty. She's so beautiful. You're so beautiful to me. Like, I'm so amazed at my mother's beauty. Yeah. But, like, it just feels like as a, like, a directorial, like, sort Choice. of, like, thing that you get. Yeah. You would want to make, as, like, just time goes on, yeah. she would just, like, look different. She, like, and, she, like, she's that would reflect on, like, her character development. Like, the when she's being nasty, maybe she looks a little bit nasty. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but at the same time, it is sort of effective that she's still very icy looking. But it just doesn't, it just doesn't make logical sense because no. she's in maximum security prison and yeah. she's talking about how she's getting her ass whomped and stuff like that and I'm just kind of like that's probably because you're being racist right it's like probably because you're a fucking psycho also like she was also like getting beaten up by like the girls of color and they were like just so mean to her and then like she meets her little school shooter boyfriend and like he's like drawing drawings of um of her like beating up the girl that beat her up and I'm just like the optics are so weird. There's not another black girl in in the it's not juvie, but like in the area orphanage. Where, yeah. yeah, like so she goes the first one she goes to. Oh, I also just feel the woman who plays the social worker, Amy, mm-hmm. Amy Aquino. Anytime she's in a movie, and I, I'm happy because I'm just like, oh, they did good casting. She's a really good actress. She like, knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Hi, sir. So the first one she goes to, she goes to. Robin Wright's house, and Robin Wright is like, <laughs> she shows up, she's like, I used to be an alcoholic and a cokehead, and I used to, like, shake my titties, and everyone thought I was just so much fun, and now I found Jesus, and you're like, okay, so she's like, everything in her house is pink, yeah. she's, she's got, like, big hair, and she loves Jesus. Yeah. This is gonna end so well. Yeah. And like, it literally ends with poor, poor, our poor girl, wait, what is her name again? Astrid. Astrid. Poor Astrid getting shot. Because there's this, well, the minute the boyfriend, Ray, shows up, You're like, I was like, ooh. first of all, I was like, ooh, and then yes. I was like, oh, yeah. he's going to be a creep or they're going to have a, like, either he's a creep and the film's going to present it as, like, he's gross or that they're in love. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's going to 
have sex. And it was, like, weird, too. I like I liked how that was, like, portrayed, because, like, it was, like, we have temptation, we're on the same boat, but, like, I didn't read it as something had happened. I read it as something happened after it was, ins- I read it as, like, nothing was happening. Yeah. But then she said, it's happening after the scene where they eat pizza. Yeah. Then something starts to happen. I just don't know, like, how much time had passed, because it looked like it was, time had not passed. So that was a big question I had. Like, I don't know, like, the timeline for this. Same. How long she's staying at these at these at houses. At these houses. I completely agree. How, she's, like, she's... Because Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't aging. Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't aging, and Alison Lohman's hair just kind of gets cut. I thought she was... I was kind of, like, confused why she didn't blow up. She's She's gorgeous. gorgeous. She looks like a little doll. She's really good. And she's so fucking good she's in, in this like movie. every frame of the film. Like, she holds her own. She wasn't nominated. For, like, this is the kind of shit yes. that, like, yes. a Jennifer Lawrence would get nominated for in a hot second. Well, She's, like, pre-J-Law. Because they have, like, similar, similar faces, faces. Like, round faces. Speaking of virgin suicides, I was kind of like, oh, she would have ate as one of the, the sisters. sisters. Um... I don't think she's even working anymore. I wonder what happened. I wonder she, if there's oh, a I know. That. She was in Big Fish. She was in Drag Me to Hell. Fun. I wonder if she looks that. also like, um, she's got an Allison Pill vibe, but she also looks like Mae Whitman. And she also looks like the girl from Scott Borat. Scott Pilgrim. Huh? The girl from Borat. I don't remember what that girl looks like. Um, I blocked that whole thing from my memory because it was terrible. Alice yeah, she's like kind of worked here and there. But to me, she should have just, this girl should have been a star. I think she's so good. Um, that's one thing I think is great about like, oh, you're just watching. I mean, so. Um, oh, she had a. Following the release of Drag Me to Hell, Loman retired from acting with the exception of a few small roles in projects directed or produced by her husband. She has focused more on motherhood and primarily works as an online acting coach. Take her class. like Yeah, why not? That sounds fun. We should do that. Um, two things I liked. One, um, no, no, never mind. Sorry. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. Her what? husband is the uh, director of Crank. Oh. What's that guy's name? His name oh, is... Noah something? Mark. Mark. Neveldine. Oh, that sounds like a lemony snicket character. It does. I'm like, is he Dutch? <laughs> no. He is <laughs> He's not. just a guy. A guy. I'm sorry, um, what were you saying? Um, After she goes... Oh, yeah. So it's ambiguous, and I like that it's ambiguous because I also think the movie sets it up in the beginning that the murder is ambiguous, and then by the end it's very much like, nope, yeah, she poisoned him. Yeah. Um, I definitely think... I don't think anything happened because, like, the stuff with the other boy, the comic boy, is so, like... Chased. Chased and intentional, I th- and, like... You know, they have, like, a kiss and stuff like that. Like, that's why I don't think anything happened. But maybe it's different well, in the that, book. There's, I, I'm, I'm literally going to buy the book. I'm so excited. I think Robin Wright's character is just going off of vibes. Yeah, she's, she's just like, I know, jealous. I know y'all are into each other. Yeah. So. I mean, there's so many lingering glances. and Yeah. But there's that scene where she shows up at his work site and she's like, is everyone gone? And I was kind of like, okay. 
maybe something, maybe some, not, not, maybe something happened, not nothing happened, but yeah. like it wasn't a thing. And then, then after that, she gets, so Robin Wright literally shoots her and she goes to the, the home where she meets Paul Trout, as Shay calls him, the school shooter boyfriend. Hmm. He was just like a boy. He's just a boy. That actor is in so many things. He's an he's the little it's a little boy from almost it's the main kid from Almost Famous. Oh, he's much better in this. Yeah, he's much. <laughs> I mean, better he's in older, this. but like yeah, whoop. and Saved, great movie. Oh, it's so good. It's like a two thousand mid two thousands um, movie about uh, Jesus freaks and what's her name? It's such a good cast. Who's that girl with the hair? Mandy Moore. It's Mandy Moore, Macaulay Culkin. She's got blonde hair. Mandy Moore plays a Jesus freak. And um, Oh, you're trying to get her character with the hair? Or you mean like Mandy Moore with the hair? Mandy Moore has like streaky blonde hair. Okay. Because I'm just like, Mandy Moore is not known for like having good hair. She's not Natasha Leone. No, it's it it is it is like, oh, she has two thousands hair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, saved. Really fun. Great, great movie. Rewatched during the pandemic. Um, anyway. Yeah, Patrick Fugit is his name, and he's adorable. He's this. great. He's just and he's just like okay. He's okay. yeah, sweet boy. Like he's neutral zero. He yeah. he realistic looking boy. Realistic looking boy. He is not malicious. He's not a creep. He's no. not written to be like he's no Jordan Catalano, like weird mysterious art boy. He's just like I like to draw. I'm going to move to New York. Please come with me. It's so. sweet. So then she goes and lives with Renee Zellweger. Ah, Renee is, is so good in this. I She's so good in so this. Like, sweet. She plays an at like an out of work actress who's just kind of lonely because her husband's like a working actor. And obviously, he's fucking cheating and being a scumbag. And she's, like, you know, kind of not coming to terms with it. And she's like, no, we're all happy family, happy, happy, good. And even, even, I keep wanting to call her. Astrid? Abigail. Astrid. Allison. Astrid. She looks like an Abigail. She looks like an Abigail. Yeah. I'm just going to call her Abigail. It's not. Astrid. Then I just want to say Aster, like Aster Place. Um, Astrid, like, even Astrid's kind of like, hey, uh, Renee Zellweger's husband, like. He's cheating on you. Like, she's like, you should spend more time with your wife. Yeah. I don't, you didn't even have to, like, hang out. I mean, you just, like, hey, spend time with her. Like, yeah. be home. And he's just, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, like, I think, like, obviously not to be, like, dramatic, but, like, I feel like she, and not to the same extent, because, like, Mahershala's performance in Moonlight is, like, uh, inarguably like yeah. one of the greatest but like she's like the Mahershala in this movie yeah. where she like comes in she makes such a lovely impression and then when, when she's gone it's just like oh god it's, it's so, so sad it's so sad also because it's the, the kind of the first scene of them together she's talking about how she leaves her room just like blank and you see so much like hope and, and excitement and, and nervousness and she's just doing such a great job and then you also then see her like relax and and Alison Lohman again is such a good actress that the two of them together you really believe that this is gonna work. Yeah. 
And then Michelle Pfeiffer just, like, manipulates her into she's killing literally, herself. Yeah, she's literally like, you should fucking kill yourself, basically. Yeah, she's and like... And then mm. that's what happens. And she's, like, jealous. I mean, that's why I love this movie, because I was kind of like, oh, there's, like, full zany, you're jealous of your, your daughter's foster mom... Who, when you are basically going to spend the rest of your life in prison. And you are the reason your daughter's in the foster care system to, to begin, begin with. with. And, you know, and they, like, buy her clothes. It's really nice. And then the third people, she, like, goes back to the place. She, like, passes a bunch of foster parents. And she chooses to live with this, like, crazy Russian woman. Crazy Russian woman who has a bunch of foster girls. And they all live in this, like, girl commune and sell stolen clothes. Yeah. And... She becomes totally punk, and it was kind of rad. I was like, okay, does that look like a healthy living situation? No. no. Does that look pretty fun? Maybe. Yeah. For like a day. It's really like a cool fashion. Like, these cool girls live in this weird loft and sell clothes and hang out. Okay. Featuring a young Taryn Manning. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um... And then it just kind of, like, gets really weird and, like, but then it's confusing because then it's, like, I need you to testify at your mother's trial. And so I'm, like, how much time has passed? Because in my mind it's been a couple years. But, like, how long has she been in prison? Yeah. Because her hair's still looking good. Yeah. And there's, like, the big confrontation where she's, like, you're not in charge of my life anymore. I dye my hair black. Bitch. And then she goes to jail. And then she and Paul Trout moved to New York. And it's nice. Yeah. It's so crazy, too, because it's just, like, there is so much darkness. I mean, this is also based on a book. Yeah. There's so much darkness around the foster care system. Yeah. And, like, this is such a, like, weird kind of, like, tip of the iceberg, like, thing. Oh, I mean, if... I, I think I'd have more issues with it if it wasn't already based off of a book. Like, if it yeah. was just, like, a screenplay that somebody, like, wanted to write, I'm just, like... I'd be, like, go back I and I feel very weird about just, yeah. like, you know, this beautiful blonde girl in the foster system when, like, literally, like, yeah. it's so much worse for everybody, everybody else. else. I'm, 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 like, honestly, like, um, I was very surprised that, like, nothing, like, abusive, like, happened. I, I know. was so fucking I was surprised. Kind of, in a way where I was not waiting for it, but I was kind of, I was bracing myself yeah. being, like, she's going to be It just kind of felt like it was inevitable. Yeah, yeah, like, inevitable. Yeah. It was just, uh, it's just interesting. I mean, but that's not, like, the movie, like, what the movie's, like, trying to do or anything like that. It was just, like, it's just interesting, and I think it's so much of its own thing, and it's developed enough yeah. that I'm not mad at it yeah. at all. It's, like, the foster system and murder kind of wrapped in this, like, Southern California, we all have nice clothes, we're all beautiful, we're, at the end of the day, like, not really worried about how we're going to put food on the table kind of story. And, like, she goes to three very different foster experiences, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, there's one where the mom has, like, a couple other kids, she's the only child, and then she goes to this kind of weird commune, but, like, it's never, you know... Everyone, she, you only hear about how other people have horrible experiences, and she's yeah. like relatively. Yeah, she's literally like the small percentage. Yeah, of, it feels yeah. like of people who got. Well, she did get shot. She did get shot. That's very. And true. I will not take that away from her. Yeah, getting she did shot. get conver- she did get baptized and then shot. So. Then shot. Yeah, just very um, a very solid drama, but I do wish I think yeah like my main thing is just like I just wish. 
I would know how much time was passing. Yeah, I was because so she confused. does so much gross. Well, it's like interesting. She cuts all her hair off, and then her hair starts to grow back. And so you're like, okay, well, her hair's growing, and it's like, but how long does it take for her hair to grow? She's white. It could be very quick. Yeah, exactly. Like she's living in California. They cook very nice food at this house, so maybe it like doesn't take very long at all. Biotin every day. Exactly. She's is she taking those hair, skin, and nail vitamins? Yeah. <laughs> we will never know. Um, yeah, I liked this. This is going to probably go in my rotation of just, like, super solid movies to watch. Because it's, yeah. it's nuts. And everybody's really good in it. Everybody's really good in it. And I just, I really miss this kind of movie that's, like, voiceover and wispy. Like, very my so-called life. Yeah. Very 13. Um, just kind of, like, a vibe that I like. I like the vibe. And, like, so, and, like, that has so many things going on in it that it's not just, like, mm. this is about being poor. This is about mother. Like, it's about, yeah. it's about so much shit. Also because she, like, Michelle Pfeiffer becomes a very successful artist again by the end of the, the movie. And, like, she's in prison, but she's, like, on the cover of LA Times. And, like, she's, like, no, now she's a successful artist. And, um... That was one thing that was confusing. It was like, oh, we never had enough food to eat. But then it's also like, girl. Yeah. Your mom makes a living as an artist. Yeah. And it's like in magazines. That, like she's like that that type of artist, like that bullshit person that like chooses to like make her life difficult because they think that makes the art better. Exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Michelle has a very weird gait in this movie. She's trying. Like, yeah. Like, she, she's, she's like very like. My characters into crystals, like she's, walking, and she's trying to also like, like, take up space horizontally. Like she's trying yeah. to like, like push. I'm like, right now, I'm like, my legs are spread and my elbows are out. Like she's trying to be like power posy. Yeah, but I like that. I like seeing. But her the power be, like, is in a, her face. Yeah, she's. I think she's. This is a role where I was like, yes, finally. Like, yeah, she's. A crazy person, but she's a crazy person who believes that she's all powerful. Yeah. And we never have to, she doesn't cry. She doesn't like get all emotional about. And then also, like, when she is confronted about just like the way that she's treated her daughter, that sort of facade completely melts away. And you can see how she like needs to cling on to that to kind of deal with everything that's kind of happened in her life. And. Uh, I, the complicated yeah. feelings she has about her choices. The scenes specifically where she sees the cross on the cross necklace. That was so Manson for me. She, she picked like so 180. She's like, I taught you to think for, was, in a way where I was like, oh, obviously Rachel Weber is a, finally a very good actress. She is, cause I think it's, she spends most of the film playing opposite other like really talented women. Yeah. We never have to see her just like grovel to a man. I don't think in this cool. movie. In this movie. I don't think Barry Colgar has any lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just like, you fucking bitch. And she just, like, kind of jabs him with a knife. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Psycho psycho racist mom. Talking about, like, in the letter, like, our beauty is our power. And I'm just like, that is so white supremacist. Vikings. Like, Uh, that is so fucking white white supremacist, like, female shit that I need to yeah. keep away from me. Very big, like, cross the side of the street when you see a person of color energy. Yes. Um. Oh my god, my friend just texted me and told me that she's watching Point Break for the first time. I've never seen Point Break. <gasps> Ellie! I it's know. on each... 
Oh, it's on HBO Max? Yeah. Oh. Watch it. It's perfect. I do so love it. So wonderful. I love my... Patrick Swayze is a god. I mean, A yes. god. Done. Like, and Keanu is perfection. Ah! Oh. And Gary Busey's not, like, insane in it. Like, one of the, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but oh, one, one of, of them, them is, is in it. it. I think one or two of them is in it. It's perfect. And the guy from Scrubs! The, um, the, the doctor, the guy, or Zach Brown. Cox. Yes. 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 Love, Love him. him. He's great. I just rewatched a, a horror movie that is like stupid and fun that I really like that he's in. He plays like an like it's everyone who works in an office and he plays like an office guy who like goes crazy, um, which is the point of the movie. But um, he's great. He's great. He's he's a very good actor. So tapped in all the time. Well, yeah. This is such an interesting batch. It's so interesting to see like what an older older quote-unquote like Michelle is like doing at this point in time kind of playing mothers yeah she's in her like early mid-40s yeah so like now more appropriately like playing a mother versus kind of some earlier yeah movies yeah and I think also these are like very risky movies I would say like they're big swings they're genre their crazy characters and then there's prestige like yeah daddy 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 oscar daddy oscar watch me twirl yeah like yeah i feel like specifically like this white oleander and what lies beneath are just like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna just be big and swing for the fences and like do crazy roles and that makes me happy yeah she Kind of takes a break after this. Yeah. Um, she was supposed to, oops, she was supposed to play the White Witch in the Chronicles of Narnia, which would have slapped, um, but she turned oh, it down. Oh, Matilda's so perfect. Matilda's yeah. so perfect. Because she's that, so strange. She's like, it's just a completely different take it's on the character. a completely different take on the character. Which um, is so funny, because like, this, I mean, it would just be like what she did in Midsummer Night's Dream, but yes. like a little bit more evil. Exactly. She would have, she would have been more like, it would have been it would have been Stardust. It would have been Stardust. Yep. So she next maybe she does is Sinbad, and I think we're skipping, we're skipping Sinbad. She's just, just like the villain. It, she's the villain. So she took a break after that and then, you know, was like being a mom and, and being married to her husband, the guy who created Big Little Lies, David Kelly. And then the next like chunk of movies is like very I'm back, bitch. We get, <laughs> we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, so join us next time. And yeah. then lots of fun Patreon stuff coming up. We're getting into the deep swing of all the good Daniel Day-Lewis Lewis movies. We're going to start with My Left Foot and then go into all Not of you looking at your, your foot. I, I, I just pulled up my right foot to stretch my foot a little bit. I know. But you were like, yes, yes. foot. Mm-hmm. Christy! Oh, Christy. Make it a painting, Christy. Oh, Christy. Another movie where a man who is not, should not play a person with... Uh, I just, that movie was, like, painful to watch in a way where I was like, I'm sorry, but not even Fiona Shaw can save, can this. save this. That's going to be really fun to talk about. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you. And tell your friends and subscribe and like and follow us on social media. And like rate and all that shit that you do for your podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.